Welcome to the Atomic Podcast. Efren's next guest is Christian Harloff. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast coming to you live from Genoa City, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today is the one and only Christian Harloff. Finally, how are you doing, my brother? And here we go. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm sorry. I've been, we've been, we've been trying to do this dance for a while. I know. It's been a long freaking time, man. It's like, whoo, it's like years and years that pass by and a lot of things is going on. And I guess in both our lives and whatnot, especially yeah. with COVID and, and your, your new venture from Collider to your own network. Um, before we even start, just take me back, man. Um, how was um, Corona life for you and how did you evolve from Collider to your own network now? No, man. Well, it's funny because I think like a lot of even a lot of that, look, the answer is shitty like everybody else. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that when I was just having this conversation with a friend um, over lunch and it was like when I left Collider, I was um, on my own really for two months and I started the network and the Schmodown Entertainment Network and I started all that. And then I took a position with Skybound Entertainment as the... Um, vice president of, of digital content and taking the schmo down over there with me so i've pretty much had a, a steady position with them for like three years so the, the network as an idea started for a little bit and then just kind of turned more so into a focus on the schmo down but now i don't even necessarily know if it's a full network as much as it's just kind of like my name with my brand on it right like so the christian harloff channel with a few uh my with my show the big thing and other things but they the pandemic was a bitch, man, like everybody else. I mean, I was fortunate enough that I, you know, and God bless all those people who actually lost people. I didn't lose anybody from it, but, like, I certainly know people who were affected by it, and my my kids were affected by the the school and the mental health of it all, so it was a, it was, it was a bitch. Yeah. In a way, was it a blessing in a well as, as well? Because it's like, it almost like you had, like, the time to, like, come up with a plan and figure out what you want to do for yourself? I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's it it's definitely the reason. It's it, it, negative to what uh, what Reddit would say, but it's it's the main reason of why Schmodown ended because it was pretty much the the pandemic was the was the iceberg that the Titanic hit and just never recovered from. And mm-hmm. we were on as we were in 2020, early 2020, we were we had sold out New York, Atlanta. LA and we had ESPN coming to cover us and we were we were on a trajectory to really move um and we had to design a show uh 
for digital that was only supposed to last two months and it wound up going two years and it just sucked the life out of the show for sure and the other things in between and other things that happened so but to answer your question yes it did allow me to say okay because i had never had a channel that was just me you know in 2008 yeah. it was just mark ellison and i for a very long time and and it this was a thing where i felt like tony stark building a an iron man <laughs> suit in the cave you know just kind of like clank, clanking away and then when it was when it was time it was like okay now now go and and do your thing and i have like the first i got the mach one you know <laughs> yeah oh so yeah so it was like it was it was a um it was definitely a thing a lot of good came out of it but a lot of crap happened as well yeah, I know. Like you know, if people, I'm sure people who are hearing this know your adventures from the Schmoes No Movie Show, the Schmodown, Sen. Like they know, like where you come from, from grassroots. You and Mark were like the originators and whatnot. And you know, you you collaborated with a lot of people from the Campias of the world to the Jay Washingtons of the world. And um, like coming from where you came from, do you feel like you achieved your goal on the success of being on your own and doing, you know, pretty much being your own boss and your own format? for what you want to create? Uh, I think the answer is always no for me. Wow. Um, and I, I, I think I think so, and I think that that's why my, my wife is like, are you ever satisfied? And, <laughs> it's like, and it's like, I, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that there's, and I think as I was just hearing myself talk about the showdown, like obviously that's a, some people go, oh, that's great what you accomplished over nine seasons. I'm like, yeah, but we didn't accomplish what that show should have accomplished. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, and then there's other things that, other shows in the past and other things like yeah, but we didn't do what it could have done and and I know that it's not always gonna hit what it could have but until it hits some of those goals to where I think oh you know what I thought it could have hit that and it did that's when I'll be satisfied and I think that as the new channel is kind of taken I mean I was talking to a friend again at lunch and I was talking about how and granted, it was a much different time, but Ellis and I had to really grind, and it took us around two or three years to get to 5,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel, and I hit 52,000 in like 10 months in this new channel, and that's obviously because I've been able to, you know, have my name out there for the last uh, handful of years, and, and that certainly helped, and people knew and from, from other things that I did, but it was like, it's it's a grind and you got to push it and you got, and YouTube's always evolving and moving. The podcast space is evolving. You got to, you got to catch up with it and make sure that you're doing their way in order to grow it out. Yeah. I'm saying like when I got it first introduced to you, I was uh, in a, in a hospital with my ex and then, you know, she went in for a checkup and I just randomly heard your show with you and Mark. And to me, I still think, you know, with all due respect, I still think you and Mark, that format of you guys can never be touched. I, I just like the way you tell you guys interact together. Don't get me wrong. You know, you on your own is great, but it's like the chemistry between you and Mark is like, it's, it's, it's undeniable. And like the, like, like, you know, I always thought like I was the only geek in the world who like random things are just, you know, I was always the more knowledgeable, more knowledgeable one of my friends talking about like movies and whatnot. But you guys together are like simpatico, man. Like, you guys are like awesome together. Um, how did, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you talked about this verbatim a lot, but like, how do you and Mark figure, ho holy shit, let's fucking do this shit together. Let's, let's talk about movies. Like how did, take me to the embryonic stages of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't take offense to that at all. It's like being a you're a fan you're a fan of a band, and then the the band goes. It doesn't mean you can't like the separate members that go off and do their own solo stuff. But the band's always the band, right? Yeah. So 
so I get that for sure. Um, no, Mark and I are very are very close. He did. I just went. I, I had a, a vacation with the family. Finally, went to Florida, and he watched. He watched the dog for the week. You know, and like he's Aww. he's. I'm having dinner with him on Monday night. Um, we we talk all the time. We're we're very close. He's one of my best friends in the world. So um, like we. And we still, we want to do, and one of the reasons, you know, I can I'll give, even give a, a breaking scoop to you. One of the reasons we're going to dinner is to talk about potentially doing something again together. So it's like, oh shit. Um, wow. so, you know, and then what that is, I don't know. And I don't think even the two of us know what it is, if it's anything at all, but it's just, that's part of the conversation that we want to have is that let's see if we can do something else together. Um, so there's that. And then is this a matter of, um, him coming on big thing and doing all that shit. But as far as how it got started was I met Mark when I was, kind of heavily into stand up and a regular at the comedy store and doing stuff and uh, a friend that I went to college with was also Mark's close friend and he brought Mark to a, a barbecue that I was having and Mark was just getting into stand up at the time and I had given him some places about where he could potentially go up on stage and we just kind of kept in touch and then he became a, a more of a when I started kind of phasing out a little bit of uh, at the comedy store he was really starting to pick back up there and do stuff there and I had, well, was going around and I was hanging out and I, and he and I started talking and I was doing a show a pilot that I wrote called Raspin at Straws and I had a bunch of parts of comedians to play and I was like hey would you want to do this thing he's like yeah I'll do it for sure and then he and I became buddies and started talking on set a lot more and, and realizing we had a lot more in common and kind of laughing and goofing around and my friend um, a woman named Martinique Paratori mm-hmm. In, in 2007 had started she was an executive over at the now defunct um, current TV and at the time this sounds like everybody and their mother does this now but this is a very rare thing she was like hey we want to do this thing we're going to take like flip cams and we're going to have people reviewing like TV pilots and movies and stuff and we want like the average person to just do it like what do you guys think like, what do you think and I was like I think it'd be great she's like would you want to have any any friends that you know and I was like yeah I got my buddy Mark do it and then we started doing it and, they, and I can't remember how many people there were and they chose us and we did reviews for them it started off separately mm-hmm. and then we started to do it on camera um, together and then realized that we had a kind of good rapport doing it that way and then current TV kind of fell through and we were like well we're having fun doing this and this is like 2008 so we started the YouTube channel and at the time, the only people doing reviews at that time were, if I, if I miss somebody, forgive me, but it was Fury of the Film Fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Grace Randolph, um, Double Toasted, but they were Spill.com. And that was it. Mm. And, and so we, we started doing um, reviews and we created the channel and it was, it was, it was a, you know, it was a, it was work. YouTube was was still only three years old at the time, so we were um, we were kind of learning it together. Wow, you, you see, and, and um, it's awesome because like the chemistry between you guys is like you know it's freaking frack, heckle and jekyll, Scooby and Shaggy. Like you guys feed off each other, and I think I think it, at, at that time it attracted a lot of people to you. And then you know when you have everybody else coming in and whatnot, and um. You know, like your reviews and your takes on it. It's like the average guy takes. Like, you know, there's people who grew up watching Siskel and Ebert, and that's all we had to watch because there was no YouTube back in those era. You know, in that era. So hearing you guys, it's almost like 
the like not 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 like the mom pop and shop, but like the like the average guy who's next door to you, like your friend and whatnot. So hearing somebody talk about it and not use any big words or like try to like go over your heads, like what the what the hell does you know what what does he mean by saying that? You know, it's like you was on everybody's level. One, it's like the the common man's um no no disrespect, like the common man's podcast, if so to say, you know. Well, that was the goal. That yeah. was the reason why we called it Schmoes No, right? We yeah. wanted to be like the average Schmoes. Yeah, because yeah. Because the goal was that we wanted to be able to put on camera the way that you would talk to your friends after a movie. Like, yes. that's what you could relate to as opposed to, like, you know, we were... I remember when we started going to screenings, and I, ta- I tell this story often, but, like, Mark and I went... We, when we finally started getting invited to press screenings, we got in, and it was at the time... Now, now I mean, I went recently, and I looked, and I saw a lot of people were on youtube and tiktok and i'm like it wasn't like that back then. when, we, when yeah. we were when we got invited we were like the only people like youtube was like a, it was almost like a curse word in front of like some of these critics right so like yeah. we we sat down and mark and i we saw leonard malt the great leonard malton there wow and we look at each other and go what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> and, and then you know it just kind of it just kind of grew from there Wow, that's awesome. And then now, like, you know, you even mentioned, like, a couple of names. Like, you know, there's this Chris Stuckman's, the Jeremy Johns, the John Campia's, Robert Meyer Burnett's, the John Roca's. Like, there's uh, there's there's some there's something for everybody, you know? So if people are not a fan of this person, they might be a fan of this person, you know? So, like, you know, it's like it's, it's like going to a to Walmart and, you know, you're picking out your favorite um, Inamins cake or whatnot. You know, like, oh, I want the donuts with the... With the little toppings, and you know, I, I want the Drake's apple pie. You know, you have every. You have, it's a plethora of people that that you know that you can find. But what is it about you know? What is it about you that you think people gravitate towards? Like, what is it about you? Like your 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 opinion about it? Uh, you know, if I had to answer that question, who knows? I'm. Uh, I, I think <laughs> the people need help. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know, man. I think it carries over. I think that it's. For me, it's like I, I just – the transfer over of what I've been doing lately is that I just like to talk, you know, and if it's yeah. a matter of – and it's a matter of if I'm – you know, if I want to talk about stuff that I'm watching and the things that, that I like watching. and, and, and But the way I, I, I was on – I have a show on Friday called Capes and Cows that we do, and, and mm-hmm. I was talking with Winston and Coy, uh, Jondro today, and um, – and as I was talking to him, I was just like, in the beginning of the show, you know, you mentioned Campia. And I was like, Campia to me is like the, whether it's the sports center or the, like, the news show, the, you know, headline news show of, of movie news. That's that's what he does well, right? Like, that's his thing. Yeah. Um, I think I've always kind of had that more laid back. And, like, I think that if you look at it, if you equate it, like, I was, like, guys like, like Howard Stern and, like, Joe Rogan and guys like that. Like, those are the types of shows that I like doing. Like, just pure conversation inside of the movie space that can start with you know it could it could go and we could be talking about uh freaking the martin scorsese movie and then it can shift and we could be talking about somebody's dating life on the show and, and then it can mm-hmm. turn and do something else and it's like it's it's where the conversation goes and it's like can you be entertaining and i think that comes from it, i think that people feel like they're having a conversation with me even if they're only listening to it and that's why that's why I, that's the goal yeah. So it's not the point of like being structured. It's, it's basically just a conversation. Like if you're talking to somebody at a bar and where does the conversation go from there? So it could lean, let's say you're talking about movies and then you're talking about dating. Then you're talking about, let's say, sex or whatnot and, you know, so on and so on. 
exactly. I mean, I think that that's what it's just like an organic conversation. And that's not that's not taking away from anybody who does, especially what John does. John is extremely successful at what what he does, and um, and rightfully so. Um, and I and I listen to John's show because if I want to get certain stories in, in a in a way, then that's that's how. There's a lot of shows that do it that way and do it very well. I just I think that's why I got so burnt out at working at Collider and all those things too, because like I, that's not me. I don't like doing that stuff. I can't, I feel, I, I almost feel caged uh, if it's, if it's too structured. Mm, okay. So you like more of a little leeway, right? Like more like, all right, if it goes to this subject, it'll go to this subject. Doesn't necessarily have to stay in the format of the discussion at hand pretty much, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think that what I have learned over it is like sometimes, again, uh, SEN Live, when that was an experiment, mm-hmm. was the up top was like trying to stay away from as much of the pop culture movie news and stuff as possible. And it's like, if we, if we cover it, great, but if not, you know, whatever. And it's like that, it's really not what people found me for. And it's also, and I was kidding myself when I don't like, because I like talking about it, you know, and I just, but I almost felt like I was pushing back to talking about it because I was so just kind of burnt out on the whole way that it had been done in the past. But I realized, well, why don't I just do it my way and do it the way that I want to do it? And, and I can still, like, if I, if I lead something with yeah, whatever the conversation is, if it's a Stranger Things conversation, I'm going to talk about Stranger Things. I'm not going to be disingenuous and, and say, disingenuous and tell people that, uh, hey, uh, you're, you're coming here for Stranger Things, but you're not going to get that. Of course you're going to get that, but I also might kind of goof around and do something else in, in the same show. Yeah. I noticed that, like, even me, myself, as a fan, um, there's people who are fans of you who love Howard Stern, who love wrestling, who love basically anything that's, like, sci-fi, horror-related. Um, yeah. I, um, I know you talked about this verbatim a lot, too, in your time in WWE, but um, being a writer in, in WWE, which is, like, you know... Whoever's a wrestling fan is like, holy shit, he's fucking in WWE, like, and 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 like the mecca of everything, like, you know. I know you talked about it before, but tell me a little bit about it. Um, how was that like for you, and just being in that environment, which is like pretty much a goal that you pretty much accomplished that you wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough because I was um I was young, man. I was like in my early twenties. I was like twenty two or something when I when I got it, and um. And it was, it was a, it was, a, it was a trip. And I definitely, you know, it's like, it's like anything in life. When you're, when you get older, you go, oh shit! If I would have known everything that I know now, how <laughs> yeah. would that experience be later, right? And it's, it's, and it's the same as, as with that experience. But it was, it was a trip because I was a fan for so long. My, my history of wrestling was that I became like a real big fan when I was younger, um, and then. Um, you know, through the the golden era and watching all that stuff with Hogan and the Warrior and Randy Savage and, and everybody and and then I, then I once I kind of was going to going to college I fell out of it for sure and then at the time I was in college it was in the Rock and Stone Cold and the Attitude Era and and I started to pick back up on it like everybody else did during the boom and the wars and and all, and all that and and I really started getting back into it again like heavily and then from like I think it was like 90 late late 98 until and then I moved to California in late 99 and I was still watching all the time and I even like when I was doing stand up I would come up remember I would come up to like Chris Jericho's music and I would come up to like Triple H's music when I when they would intro me to to do a set and like all that stuff and I had like a wrestling almost like a wrestling persona when I would go up on stage and it was still in my blood and then 
strange. It's just sometimes things just feel like they're almost meant to happen, or at least to try them out, right? Like, yeah. There, my my friend, at the, the, my my buddy, his girlfriend at the time was working um, in the, at the WWE, but like I don't know, it's like accounting or whatever the hell she was doing. She was working there, and she um, and so she had told us about WrestleMania 17, and she's getting tickets, and and she can get us tickets, and so we drove from LA to Houston to go, and we had a hotel, and she got us a hotel room and everything, and and we're staying at the hotel with all the wrestlers and. And and I've uh, I definitely have, I've I've told this before, but like there was um when I was when I was there I saw Paul Heyman in the in uh, at the bar and I went up to him and a lot of people were talking to all the wrestlers and I went up to Paul and I said to Paul like hey I know you get a lot of people who are asking you about how to be a how to be a wrestler like how to be how do you become a writer and he looked at me and he goes write a letter and I said I did he goes write another one and I said all right i guess that's what i'll do so went to wrestlemania 17 had a great time um went back and so my friend's girlfriend got me the entire list at the time it was you just couldn't just send emails and stuff i had to like send actual full letters you know so i had sent letters i printed them all out and i sent them to the entire team all the executives everybody i could find i kept sending letters and i said this before but it was like that scene in shawshank redemption where it's like stop writing letters just to hear mine to take the record player but it was um but but it was Stephanie was like, okay, hey, she wants you to submit a a storyline. So I did. I wrote storylines. It was right after the acquisition of WCW. So I wrote a whole a whole bunch of like invasion stuff. It was before the invasion happened, and I wrote a whole bunch of invasion angles and things, and um, and then submitted them. And they brought me in for an interview, and I interviewed with a whole bunch of people, and and um, and then I just got the I got the gig, and I was only there for like a couple, like I think it was like maybe two months, maybe, I don't even remember how long it was or short. It was very short. Um, <laughs> but, um, but either, either way it was, uh, it was an experience all in itself because it was just like, it's funny. It was so long ago, but like, uh, an experience like that, you remember almost every moment because it's so surreal. So like everything just kind of blends into remember this, like there's certain things you'll do. You'll, you'll go wherever you ate lunch today. Chances are in two years from now, you won't remember that. You remember unless unless something happened at that lunch, but you won't remember it. But you'll remember every single little thing that happened because it was so surreal. I remember being at a pool, um, getting ultra sunburned, but sitting next to and just talking to Jr. about wrestling and just being in awe, listening to all his stories, and then not caring how sunburned I was getting because I was listening to Jr. talk. You know, so wow. it was like, um, yeah, things like that, man, and just like being 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 on the side watching the back of watching the monitors having like, I bought myself some pretzel bites or whatever it was and having, a, and there was like a hand that just came over and started eating my food. And I look up and it was like Stacy Keebler you know? and, like, and like things like that. It was, it was, it, it was just, it was surreal. Wow. You see, and the thing is like you even said like moments like that, you always will remember. And that moment pretty much influenced you with the Schmodown because, you know, even though it was like kind of like a UFC style, but it has a little bit of Jeopardy and WWE and storylines into it. So even though like, you know, you're, you left WWE, that influence was still there because you'll always be a wrestling fan. Even if you don't watch wrestling, you can see in your podcast and your your ventures and your shows you do now, there's still wrestling influences in what and in, in, in anything that you do now. I don't know if you see that yourself, but I see it. Of course, yeah. The appreciation of, of the of, of it is there. It's it's an art like anything else, man. Um, and it's it definitely a lot of that stuff. Whether it's the big moments and the big shifts in the music, and 
all of that stuff. It's 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 always there for sure, and and it, and it absolutely worked for um for the showdown for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, being in you know being involved with you know like you know a lot of people think oh I can do what he does it's easy easy but it's like a lot of your time is dedicated to like watching movies doing reviews uploading it getting you know getting like you know guests on your show to review the movies how hard is the preparation time for you to get you know you know your monday through friday lineup shows off you know off the ground well so this channel more so than ever before i've really had to lean on really just like not, i don't want to say just me but the majority me yeah. right um in the past, like Mark, as we mentioned before, with Mark, Mark was doing a lot of the editing of the videos and and like uploading and stuff. And and when it came to the podcast itself, we had a producer and we had things that we would do. And and so there was there was always it was always like a full on team. And like like thumbnails, like Christian Rubicaba used to make the thumbnails, right? Like that's all on me now. And it's so my my and I I actually really enjoy it more so than I ever thought that I would. And I. And I've been given credit to where credits do is I've been really talking a lot with Greg Alba from the Real Reads, and he's given me a lot of like sound advice and stuff that's been monumental and in, in, in the growth of, of my channel in general. But like my prep is I have I have basically four shows, long form shows that go up a week, and they're they're, they're all big thing. But then there's like two big thing adjacents, right? The the big thing in, is Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, but the Wednesday and Friday episode. Wednesday is our Star Wars Sith Council episode, and then Fridays are um, our comic book movie Capes and Cowls show. So I usually pre-tape them, and so if for the Monday show, I either pre-tape on Friday or I'll pre-tape on Monday. And if if the show gets out a little later, whether it's like 12 or 2 p.m., that's usually why is because I'm taping it on Monday instead of Friday. Um, then so for the Wednesday show for Sith Council, it doesn't go up until like two or four o'clock, and that's that's filmed early in the morning on Wednesdays with Steph and myself and Mike a lot of times, and then the same day on Wednesday after Sith Council, we record the Thursday episode, a big thing with Roxy and myself and and Brett, um, and then Thursday we shoot Capes and Cowls, so I usually give myself a day to prep and put everything out there. And now what I've been doing is we turn the old Throwdown channel into a clips channel and so now what i do is each episode that goes out i clip out like anywhere between three to five videos and i put those up on the clips channel and i make all the thumbnails for those so there's that and then that doesn't include you know the reactions and the reviews and the spoiler reviews and all that stuff yeah man how do you do all that because it's like it's very time consuming and it's very in the now because a movie, a new movie comes out like every two weeks, probably like there's a movie coming out. A new show is every week. You know, you get like, the, you know, She-Hulk now. It's like the new thing now. So everything is every week. Star Wars is every week. Like, do you really have to keep abreast into everything? Like, like, oh my God, I got to stay up and watch this. I got to put the first reaction video on the line. Like, how do you like try to like maintain yourself? Like, how do you do it? Well, it's a schedule, right? And it's like, yeah. so it depends. Like, so if something like She-Hulk, I was, um, like, I got the screeners. I got the first four screeners. So ah, that's right. Did, that's right. Okay. So I watched I watched them, and then I recorded, after each episode that I did, I recorded myself doing an immediate reaction, mm -hmm. knowing that once the episode went live to the public, I would release that immediate reaction. So that way it's a genuine reaction, and that way people have it. And then 
the spoiler review, I, I shot everything for She-Hulk for the first four episodes, like, that day. So that way I have it in the can ready to go. But normally, if I don't have the screeners, then, yeah, I'll wait. I'll, what, I, what I've done now is instead of doing, like, because I, I just, it's, it's usually they drop these things at, like, midnight. So instead, what's not realistic is me watching it and then going back to my office, turning on all the lights, turning the cameras on, doing the mics, and then uploading it to have it in the morning so what i started doing instead which has been effective is i started doing um like these immediate reactions from my phone and i just do that i throw up a a, a good thumbnail on them and i let them sit for the night they usually do pretty well and then in the morning i'll do the spoiler review Mm. oh wow okay Wow, because it's like, you know, like everything is always new content. Um, Have you ever thought about, you know, I, I know you're like, you know, there's a lot of like shows that do that. You know, I think I think John Roca does that as well. Have you ever thought about doing like a wrestling recap or something like that? Like with AEW and WWE or you don't watch wrestling that much to even do that? Well, so I mean, I've, the stuff that I've tuned into recently, I've liked and, I, and once Triple H got the, got the keys to the castle, so to say, yeah. I um. I've been uh, I've been trying to tune in, but with all the other stuff that I'm watching, I can't I can't dedicate the kind of time that like someone like John does too, right? Because like John's got John's got a lady, but John doesn't have two kids, you know, oh, and that's, yeah. that that takes that that not only takes up time, it takes up energy. And, totally um, get it, yeah. And then you got to be able to decide which ones you're gonna you're gonna choose. There's other things that I do that John doesn't do, right? Like there's, but I think that what it is is that I. I wouldn't want, I, I don't think, I mean, this is my personal opinion. I don't think having some, like, a wrestling show on a movie show, on a movie podcast, really, a uh, movie channel works as well. I think separation of those brands, because it allows you to build it out more. Like, I think John is so knowledgeable in, in wrestling in general that, like, I think eventually if he wanted to do a full channel with wrestling, he could. And he could segment it out and do basically what I do and he does for movies. He could do that for wrestling. Um, I just think it's harder to to build because the wrestling audience that comes in, and this, this isn't just wrestling. This is anything. If you have, if if the way the, the YouTube algorithm works, if you have a channel that is fully wrestling or fully movies or fully makeup or whatever it is, and your subscribers go there for that, and then you start putting out content that's completely different, it confuses your audience. And you, yeah. can't, you can't assume that they're going to... I'm not saying that there's not movie fans who are wrestling fans. There certainly are. But the hardcore wrestling fans that you're trying to get in general, um, you want to do... Uh, you want to you want to give them more wrestling content all the time so they keep... So they're watching every day. Because they might not give a shit about, you know, uh, and or, or something. They might they just want to learn more about wrestling. And I think that if there's more wrestling videos... If I was going to do a wrestling video i'd want to do a full wrestling channel and i just don't have the uh i don't have the capacity for that gotcha understand i'm winding down on time um when was the last time you've been to new york and do you miss a new york city pizza oh yeah, yeah well <laughs> last time i was in new york i was in new york for we did a schmodown event um last i'll tell you it was last october 2021 and i was there was it october i don't know i think it was october okay um and we were there, and I definitely stopped off as many pizza places as I could. Um, <laughs> but I've also found a handful of places out here that are that are pretty decent. They're not. It's not. It's not as good as New York, but there's some good places. I mean, everybody knows Joe's from 
New York in general. Yeah. Um, but like, there's a, there's a really good Joe's here in Beverly Hills that I go to often, and um, it's it's delicious. So I think Joe's out here is pretty good. Apollonia's Pizza is pretty good. Uh, Prime Pizza is pretty good out here. Um, so there's a few that are that are some good spots. It's not like non-existent, but um, but yeah. The next time I go, I'm, my goal is to try to get my channel to a place where we can start doing live shows across the country and New York will probably be one of the first stops for sure. Yeah. I know, like, I know I, like, you know, I haven't been to New I've been to New York in March and, like, everything, like, everything is so different in New York now, like, you know, with pricing-wise and, like, you know, the trains and, like, now there's, like, internet service under underground in the trains, like, it's so different now, so it's, like, every time I go to New York, it's, like, wow, things are getting a little bit different, but some things remain the same at times, too. Absolutely, so, yeah, for sure. You know, um, why did thou, Christian, um... What um what's what's next for you? Like, what is the end goal of the end of the year? Like, what is it? What's what's next? Well, the end goal is definitely like I said. I want to try to my my goal is we're at fifty almost fifty three thousand I think right now. I don't even know. I think it's close to fifty three thousand subscribers on the channel, and we want to get to seventy by the end of the year. Um, that's the that's the goal to get there by the end of the year to to be able to really go out and build up the shows and get the shows out there and more of a name and get because what you realize though too is no matter where you are no matter how much you've done if you're not if people lose touch with you at one point they don't just assume that they've come with you and know what you're doing it's 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 never it's never the case they i i get comments all the time like oh i didn't realize you were still still doing content i didn't know you were doing this i didn't do that it's like i never have really stopped but it's just people who were watching me on one thing they stopped watching there and they just assumed because they weren't paying attention to it so when so getting back and letting people know like hey yeah i'm doing this i'm doing that and then having those people not only come in but come in stay and, and laugh you know that's the that's the uh that's the goal well, and my final question for you is what would the christian harloff of today tell the christian harloff of yesterday um who cares it's just a theme park <laughs> Probably it. Literally? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, um, Christian, um, thank you so much. Um, promote your channel. Promote um, anything you got coming up, man, which is a lot of things every day, but promote your stuff. Same shit, man. Just head on over to... Uh, you can just put in my name, Christian Harloff channel and you can find it there or you can look for the big thing clips channel um, right now if you still search Schmodown it'll pop up there we do have a Schmodown archives channel where if, if you're interested if you are a wrestling fan you're like well what is this wrestling meets movie trivia we did nine seasons of it yeah. and all nine seasons are going to be living on the um, on the archive channel and it all leads up to like our final big Wrestlemania Schmodown spectacular on October 1st which will air on that channel and there's some really big matches that are going to be airing there Oh, that's awesome. Christian, um, I've been working hard to get you on. I'm glad you came on. And um, um, I wish I had more time with you, but I'm glad I had the time with you. And um, best wishes to you, man. And I hope, you know, you succeed in life. And, well, you're already succeeding in life. And I hope, you know, you keep going strong. And, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's room for everyone. You know, everybody says there's a competition. But, you know, there's, there's room for everybody. And, you know, there's a lot of content out there. But your content is really cool, and I appreciate you. And um, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to come on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeffrey. Yeah, it was a pleasure to finally talk to you. And, um, yeah, we'll talk soon. Yep, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.